and welcome to the Super Fun Time Podcast Thingy Hour, the sort of podcast, sort of YouTube show, where we discuss any and all topics in the world of nerd. I'm your host, Jordan, and I'm, as always, joined today by my good friends, Matt and Eric. Say hello, guys. Hi. Ah. too slow. <laughs> today is June 3rd, 2020. Uh, last week, we talked a bit about what our favorite video game consoles are. Uh, so be sure to go back and check that out if you missed it. Uh, today's topic is the good things Hitler did. Remember, folks, he built the highways. Let's not forget about that. Uh, oh, wait. Great. Sorry, hang on. I'm just checking my notes here. Oh, that's my bad. That's, that's next week's uh, episode. This week, uh, we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, the movie starring James Marsden and Jim Carrey. Um, to start us off, um, could this be the best video game movie ever? Discuss. Depends on if you count GoldenEye, which is only a video game movie retroactively. Mm. Yeah, I guess it is. And GoldenEye was pretty good. It was damn good. Probably because it became a video game section. (laughs) But uh, Sonic, yeah, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed that from beginning to end. Yeah, it, it was like considering how it started, like, like not the movie. I mean, like the announcement and everything. The whole production and everything. Yeah. The whole production of Sonic. This came out amazingly. I am not biased. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, uh, Matt is. Uh, well, you might be able to tell from his uh, outfit that he's the. Sonic. I really like Mario. <laughs> yeah, you're one of the only people I know that beat Sonic 06 after everybody knew how much, like, how trash it was. And you still <laughs> wanted to get through it anyway. That's how yeah, much I had, to, <laughs> I had to tell myself I have played every, like, most most Sonic games. I think there's Is only it, a couple that I haven't. Yeah. Is it as bad as, like, the hype? Oh, it's hard garbage. Yeah. Okay. Rush production glitches abound, but you know, good music. Yeah, it seemed like uh, the production for this movie was uh, kind of on the road to being hot garbage as well. But uh, oh, it some, seemed to turn I it around. Some kind of like drama leading up to this movie that I didn't pay attention to. So what was all that? The appearance of Sonic was completely different. Yeah, they, uh, like, I don't know if you've seen any of, like, the images that they were putting out. The full trailer, too. That's true, yeah. I actually didn't see that trailer, but... Oh, yeah, they had him fully rendered in the the first trailer. Everyone hated it. He looked awful. Hmm. And the studio was like, okay, we're going to delay the movie, completely redesign Sonic, the main character in the title movie, just it, so you guys shut up. <laughs> but it was purely because, like, the community backlash was yeah. so outspoken. Because it wasn't just bad. It wasn't just like, oh, like, this looks really dumb. It was just like, this is a complete betrayal of the character itself. It is, it is that bad. Like, they gave Sonic human teeth and, like, uh, human uh, hands. Like, he just yeah, he didn't look like a cartoon. Right he looks like... Um... The little boy from Jude Manji when he starts to turn into a monkey for cheating at the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, was, 
It was very disgusting. <laughs> it was disturbing, and it seemed and lot, like. Sorry, no, you go first. Oh no, I was just saying, like it seemed like, um, like it didn't. Not that it looked realistic, but it seemed like they were trying to give it that realistic slant that you see in a lot of movies. They're like, oh, like we're making like a comic book or a video game or whatever it is, like a, like a movie adaptation of that thing, but it takes place in the real world, so we have to make it look more realistic somehow. And it, yeah, it yeah. felt like they were trying to force that on Sonic, and it really didn't work. It's like, no, that's, like nobody even cared about anything else, even if it was a great story and great acting and well-directed and everything. You, it, was, it was so grotesque, you couldn't look past it. It's got that... Um uncanny valley thing uh where it's like it looks enough like real life to like make you want to look at it that way but then it's like different enough that it just like really throws you off it's uncomfortable yeah <laughs> it was very uncomfortable <laughs> but, but uh, it did open up the opportunity like there's a lot of like cg live action movies where the cartoon character is in the passenger seat of a car with yeah. the human character it's very strange, yeah. but they do that a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a funny coincidence. But, like, it, it was, like, I really wasn't expecting, uh, like, them to totally, like, to do what they did, though. I thought they were just going to be like, yeah, well, I mean, it's done, so quit your whining. And then yeah, we'll just release yeah, it. and del- Delay a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's unheard of. Outcry. Like... <laughs> Like there was like seemingly like an almost uprising online of people like having you know like a people rallying to like boycott the movie because they were so upset, which is kind yeah. of funny because I think uh, I mean like we're all grown ass men so we you know we enjoyed the movie. Um, uh, I was gonna see it regardless, but uh, yeah, but uh, not because uh, of this. Right? I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is going to be garbage. I'm going to love this shit. Uh, okay. You're going to watch it ironically. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair enough. And because you have a, a, a penchant for, for masochism. Yeah. You're subjecting yourself to torture with, with Sonic. Really one of my favorite movies. Anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, like, uh, but like, I think it's, it's probably fair to say though, that even from the beginning, um, it had, uh, it's not really a kid's movie either. I guess it falls in the category of family, but I hesitate to call it that because yes. I really hate the term family film. Yeah. It seems synonymous it with some something that is categorically bad. Joke. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, it, it plays heavily into its nostalgia. So it's natural that they're going to have to target, like, you know, people at least in their 20s, if not older. Yeah, like, uh, I'm pretty sure the main audience for Sonic the Hedgehog at this point is like is us <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, because Sonic's well past his prime yeah. and <laughs> like, I, those were in the Genesis sorry Who? I was saying he could always come back this could be the, the I would l- like Sonic Mania I bought that game three times <laughs> And like, who would have thought we'd live to see an age where it was totally normal to see Sonic and Mario in like multiple games together? So, I mean, like, it seemed like they've been trying to bring Sonic back 
for a while, but it just never quite lived up to the former glory days. But I feel like this movie has really done a lot to uh, getting back into people's good graces again. Like Sonic was for, for a while, he seemed kind of like the Adam Sandler of the video game world. Like everybody used to love him, but now he's just kind of a punchline. Now he's yeah, kind of yeah. coming back again, right? <laughs> and all the stuff online does not help Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a thing where you can do where it's like you can go on Google and just Google type in any any name and then the hedgehog and yeah. you'll find like fan art yeah. of the character? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, should, the uh, common thing is just Google your name the hedgehog and you'll find so many characters with all these like profiles. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. I, I should right here for like anybody who's watching the video version on YouTube, I should take a quick break to, break just to uh, show like what comes up for our names on Google. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. I love it. Um, but when, uh, did, when did this movie come out in theaters? Uh, last year? November? I think it was November. It, it was last year, at least. I know it only just came out on Blu-ray recently, yeah. which is a lot later than it normally would come, but I guess, like, all the COVID-19 stuff has pushed everything back. Oh, yeah, like, that the new Scooby-Doo movie, like, they, they didn't even release it. They were just like, okay, put it on VOD, whatever. Mm. Just digital. Yeah, like, I actually kind of thought, like, the whole reason why, like, I came up, like, with this idea, like, to do this as a subject in the first place was because I just randomly saw it at, in Walmart. And I was like, oh, dang, like this movie just came out. Like, didn't this come out a while ago? So, yeah, I guess it was delayed by quite a while. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. My Blu-ray edition that I picked up came with this, like, cool little comic. And it's, like, oh, the events. It's the events of the movie, but it's all done in, like, pixel art. It's really awesome. <laughs> oh, cool. That's, like, um, like, the end credits or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was impressed with that. Yeah, that was, they, that was fun. It's got to be said, like, I, I had heard uh, that um, there were, like, a lot of, like, references to the old games and stuff that, like, are purely catered to people who, like, grew up playing the games and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was a little I was a little worried that it was going to seem shoehorned in, but uh, they did a good job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, like... They had a couple cute references, like, I think, the, like, some of the highways would say, like, oh, hilltop zones up ahead. And it's like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, well, even the town that it takes place in is, like, Green Hill Valley or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's in Green Hill. Green Hill. So, obviously, they're not going to call it Green Hill Zone, but, so, no, it's, yeah, it's like, weird. They, they straddle that line between, like, a, like, a pure adaptation and, like, melding it. Yeah. With, uh, you know, the real world, because, again, everything mushroom, has to take that, place in the real that world. That mushroom planet is either, like, a reference to Mushroom Hill Zone from Sonic 3 and Knuckles, or is it like a fucking knock on Mario? I don't know. I kind of thought that it was a Mario <laughs> reference. <laughs> I never, I never picked up the Mario thing, but that could be true. Yeah, I just kept thinking of the, like the mushroom level. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. That's true, but like, there's so much potential there. Yeah. I can't think like, of uh, like a Sonic Adventure reference too, and it's like mm. oh. <laughs> I can't think of another, like, video game movie. I mean, this this movie felt like a normal movie. It had Jim Carrey yeah. in it. It had, like, the typical Hollywood plot. Um, 
it just felt like you know another movie i think that i don't know i feel like a lot of video game movies like maybe just now like big production companies are finally getting the bravery to just kind of throw video game characters into one of their big movies because it feels like like most video game movies end up like being really niche like even if it's a big video game like it's just like a bunch of people you've never heard of yeah, it seems like it's always one extreme or the other. They either... The movie ends up bearing no resemblance to the game whatsoever, or the adaptation is too close. And so it just doesn't work as a movie. Yeah. So, like... And so you kind of have Doom. to... Like Doom, yeah. It's like... That has nothing to do with the game whatsoever. And so you kind of have to... Like, I really like that movie, but you have to watch it as its own thing if you're looking at it as like, oh... I'm going to watch the movie based on the game, then you're going to be disappointed. If you just mm-hmm. watch it as like kind of a dumb action movie, then it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. If you just don't call it Doom. <laughs> yeah. So we're, this is a bit of a tangent, but did anybody see that Doom Annihilation? No, I never saw it. Okay. It was like a direct to video. I haven't seen it either, but I've seen some reviews on it and everything. And it seemed like that one, they were trying to make up for the, the Dwayne Johnson Doom where they were uh, now they were trying to make it a lot more like the video game, but then everybody was saying now it's it's the opposite extreme. It's just uh, it's there, there's not enough adaptation to make it work as a film, and it just uh, it, it's not an entertaining watch. It's just uh, it's just a different kind of stupid. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so like I think that's like also why like it's it's such a tricky thing to do, and like how studios have been kind of keeping their distance from that stuff because it's it's just almost guaranteed to be a, a flop now so like yeah i think you're right eric how like it takes a certain amount of bravery for uh for studios now to be like you know like we like we have the confidence in ourselves that we can pull this off and do a, de- a decent job but uh oh but like what i was saying before like i'm really surprised that they that they actually went back and remade the whole thing and like apparent like it's even to the studio's detriment as i understand yeah. it like they yeah. they spent so much extra time and resources that the studio is now like broke yeah so the animation studio that worked on like three models and stuff they're gone now yeah which like that's awful that's terrible it's pretty, it's pretty tragic, especially like right now. There's no good way to say that. Like, it's not like, oh, well, the movie was good, so it all worked out. No. <laughs> a lot I mean, of people lost their jobs right before a pandemic. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's got to be some clout, though, like, with the fact, like, I'm assuming online, like, fans of Sonic generally enjoyed the movie. Yeah, definitely. Like, I didn't really see much hate towards it. It seemed to get relatively so like, oh, positive Sonic reviews. Yeah, yeah and, and like it wasn't even um well I don't know if you guys if you watched that clip that I sent you earlier of like another yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the comedic review for higher stuff yeah. yeah but um like they made a good point in it too like even though it was like they were making a big joke about the whole thing but it was still like it it was a good movie and not just like good for a video game movie but like it was a good movie yeah it was just a fun romp like, yeah and you know I was kind of surprised like uh, how um how smooth the whole thing is and it didn't seem like uh it re- it, it it felt like it didn't really rely on a lot of clichés either exactly like it wasn't totally formulaic 
and it wasn't super original either. You kind of knew exactly what you were going to get and it, it delivered. It was just a very like solid all around production. Yeah. I was really happy when, um, when the life of the life, the wife pretzel lady, whatever her name was like went <laughs> along with her husband and like kept the sister tied up instead yeah. of <laughs> like Erica I, from Stranger Things season three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was fully expecting again, like that's kind of a cliche to be like, Oh, what's going on here? And then she's, I, I hate that, that trope in movies you see all the time of two people who allegedly, uh, according to the way the story is written and the like what they want audiences to believe is that these two characters are supposed to care about each other are supposed to love each other but then one character has some kind of an emergency finds themselves in some in some ridiculous hijinks and needs the help of their partner and the partner just like kicks them to the curb and it's, yeah yeah she was like completely supportive she's like she was right on his side to begin like, with hey, hey he says shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> Like, I will tie you up. Like, screw off. <laughs> and um, I also liked over. how, um, with uh, Donut Lord, um, how he also didn't have, um, like, fall into that movie trope of, like, being, like, a guy who was well-intentioned but still kind of screwed things up. Like he wasn't a lovable idiot. Like he was genuine. He was just a genuinely good guy and was just kind of that way throughout. And like, he has like a minor arc where he like sort of realizes that, you know, maybe I don't have to, you know, maybe I'm thinking about things wrong and he sort of changes his attitude on something, but it's not like a, like a, a change of like personal attitude. It's more just like how he views like his own kind of life and learns to appreciate mm -hmm. what he has a little bit more. But it's not this like transformation that you see in so many movies where he's like a total asshole and then somehow sees the light, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or even that he has some like fall from grace and then has to redeem himself. We didn't see that. He was, he was always a good guy all the way throughout. And that's why it was sort of like, if there was one thing that seemed a little odd was how when um, they're on that chase scene on the highway and Sonic finds out that he's intending to move to San Francisco, and Sonic freaks out. That seemed like a bit of an overreaction to me. <laughs> it was like that. Really, that's like the big negative plot point you got on this guy is that this guy is going to be uh, a cop in a bigger city. Like that's this yeah. is a, a, what a moral the movie is trying to teach you. Like don't like Sonic, don't you move. can run between places in like two seconds. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I definitely liked how, um, like, yeah, they did. They they really. It, now that I think about it, I just watched it again before the the podcast, and it like the literally the whole movie is just like the plot is just there so that you get to keep seeing Sonic go fast, pretty much, <laughs> more yeah. or less. They had they had a lot of fun with the speed too. Yeah, they did. Um, th this is one. Tropes just that we've seen a couple times now, but that, that's exactly what I was going to say. They did yeah. the Quicksilver scene from, uh, uh, was it Days of Future Past? Yeah and, yeah, yeah. and they also did it in another one. Uh, I think they did it in Apocalypse. Apocalypse, as well. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, they Buddy. did uh, <laughs> such a. Wow. <laughs> they did such a, a, a good job of it, though. 
And um, yeah, that, that was like the if anything that scene was good. That was like the only thing that was a little bit hard to believe uh, about it was in like the very like not the very very but like the opening scene on Earth when um, James Marsden picks him up on the radar and is like three hundred miles an hour. I kind of feel like he would have been even faster than that, like with how fast they depict him. Yeah, I thought about that. He's literally thing. freezing time. Yeah. And then I just thought, like, oh, well, Sonic's just running slowly. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> eventually, like, he basically wants to reveal himself, too. But yeah, he was, he was like, checking the gun, like, looking for the guns, even stuff, like, right? Yeah. And, and I thought that was, like, a, a really, like, a pretty clever way to work him into the story, too. To, like, have, like, how the main character uh, is introduced to Sonic and, like, introduces right off the bat the fact that he's a really fast critter at, at the same time. It was, like, a good yeah. summation of everything the movie's going to be from that point out. I just, I'm curious. Uh... Jim Carrey is angry hipster Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> what? Dr. Ivo Robotnik. Yeah. What was your like general feelings about his portrayal? I thought it was a good solid um, you know, Jim Carrey role. He Yeah. He made it himself, but he also made it unique enough. Uh you know, I got like annoyed with his character. I always, you know, think he's so smart and stuff, but obviously that was intentional and they didn't like they didn't overdo it. It was it was good. It was really good, you know. I I love that James Car or James Carey, Jim Carrey was in this movie. I feel like that was like yeah, the, it, the coup de grace, right? Yeah, because like Sonic is the '90s, like he's '90s cool. Mm. So like, what other thing is like synonymous with the fucking '90s? Jim Carrey. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. It's per like it's perfect. It's a perfect marriage. And you know, that's the thing too. Like I I wasn't sure about Jim Carrey at first, and like like you said, how he was playing up that super arrogant like a aspect of his personality but that's the thing is that um with the games there's no at least the early games right like i when i think of sonic i think of the genesis like yeah. sonic went through three plus not knuckles and um so there's no dialogue and so all we really know about robotnik is that he's the bad guy and he likes robots and we yeah. know that he's really smart but that's that's about it so I guess like when you like you think about it after the fact, it kind of makes sense that oh like I guess he would be really arrogant. He would be really high and mighty and and look down on everyone else's intelligence and see everyone as so intellectually inferior and probably like you know be that way around people. And it's again, especially when you're talking about because like it th that was um uh, an interesting uh, um, way they adapted that character because Sonic doesn't originate in our world. He comes from, uh, what is it, Mobius? Is that where he's from? That's what they call it in the cartoon. Okay. They don't have a name for it. In the, they never officially named it. They don't, okay, yeah. But any, well, he comes from that world, right? Whereas yeah. um, Robotnik, Robotnik is, is human. He's American. <laughs> he's American, yeah. <laughs> he's so American citizen. they needed some way to... Uh, uh, bring him in and uh, and like show right off the bat that uh, you know he is this you know they, they needed to establish immediately that he was the villain and also that he's this like cartoon character so 
yeah. uh, they need to make him kind of go a little, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a little over the top, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, too outrageous. Um, but yeah, I, at first I did uh, also, it was a little bit like hard to not see him as just Jim Carrey. Um, but as the movie went on, I was able to buy it a little bit more. As it got more menacing, then it was like, okay, okay. It's like, yes, over the years, Robotnik has gone from, like, serious villain to he's goofball. Like, look at the cart, the old cartoon. Yeah. Like, the goofy cartoon, not the serious one. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. like, I'll start you can change. No, 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 I was, I was done, I was done. Okay, uh... I thought it was cool how, like, throughout the whole movie, um, I was thinking, like, oh, they just sort of, like, adapted Robotnik. And, uh, you know, they just, it was just an excuse to use Jim Carrey or whatever. And, uh, you know, it, it's cool. They tried to make Robotnik, like, a real person somehow. But then at the end, when he's on the Mushroom Planet, it's like it takes them into the more video gamey Robotnik. I thought that was a cool touch. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it, it got me so jet. Like, th- this is the thing with like the studio closing. Who knows what's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. Uh, They've already announced the sequel. But oh, they did. Okay, yeah. Because I was yeah. going to say it got me so jazzed for number two. I can't wait to see. Obviously, what I guess a new studio will animate Sonic and Tails. Either a new studio or I don't know. They'll. Uh, I mean, you know, it? even if it's a new studio, like I, I imagine they'll because well the old studio, like those people are going to be out looking for work. I don't see why they yeah, can't just bring them on. They could have at the very least try and get as many of the old crew as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure by the time they're animating it, like hopefully someone will have new jobs. Yeah, yeah for sure. There's, there's, not, there's not really any disadvantage to bringing on yeah. the same team. Um, but yeah, and then like the, uh, uh, well, again, I, well, we're, I don't know, however long into this already, so it's probably a moot point to say spoiler alert now. I already we basically, <laughs> we basically ruined the entire end almost. But um, yeah, like the after credit scene, also like where Tails shows up. So like between Very Tails nice. and Robotnik and like Robotnik's transformation. Yeah, like I just, the I, beginning. I am so excited to see like where they go from it. And, yeah, yeah. Like the second movie could be yeah. better than the first one. It's got that potential, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I guess, like uh, one of the things that I think of when I think of movie adaptations, um, uh, my mind always goes to Transformers, and it's like that's an example of how, like, uh, say what you will about those movies, it kind of makes sense at least that they're on earth dealing with these insufferable teenagers because that's what the source material was about. Like even like the, the cartoon took place on earth. Right. But so it makes sense to at least start there. Right. But what fans would really love to see is to see a movie all on Cybertron. So like, let's bring it there. And they just never did that. So I would love to see the Sonic series get moved back to to Mobius or wherever. That would be awesome. We got that little glimmer in the beginning, and it was like, oh, my God, it looks so amazing. I want to see more of that. I love how they've always kept that Green Hill has these weird tile textures for no reason. That was good. The way the the bridge breaks when he runs over it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so what's the canon on like the million different like knuckles the echidnas at the beginning like are so they in cool? sonic in, it's only really referenced in sonic adventure yeah there's an ancient echidna tribe they never hunted sonic or anything this is that's new to the movie but yeah it was very cool that, like they directly brought those guys back so I would, I would love if they tap more into the Dreamcast era of Sonic, Adventure mm-hmm. One, Two. For sure, the yeah. Next one, because they were on like an Earth setting in those two games. Right. They were human beings in the first in the first Adventure games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, have it's... have chaos, like just decimate a city, get the seven chaos emeralds. There you go. You can do some crap with that. Yeah, that's another thing. You know that they're going to have to do something with Supersonic. They, they gotta throw in the chaos. I was hoping he was gonna turn into supersonic, like in that last scene. Uh, I yeah. expected that that's what they were gonna do, but I'm uh, kind of yeah. glad that they didn't. I'm glad that I'm, they I, like, held on to that. Honestly, like, it was like during the credits, I was like, "Oh shit, he didn't even turn into supersonic." <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when throughout the whole movie he's like powering up and getting super energized and stuff. Yeah, but like they never reference the emeralds at all, like. They, they barely referenced rings, which also yeah, was they, kind of a neat. One, the warp ring, the warps, basically. Yeah, it was neat how they they uh, incorporated that into the storyline. That because like, how are you going to have it that like, there's just rings all over planet Earth and Sonic's collecting them all? <laughs> that would make the least bit of sense. These floating, spinning, golden rings. Yeah. So that that was a that was a cool idea. How like, there's a limited amount of them. And he's got them already, and they serve a practical purpose. But then he loses them early on, so now he's got to go looking for them again. So yeah. it was it was a neat way of of, uh, of adapting oh. that concept. The interesting game mechanic with Supersonic is that it drains rings as it uses. True. Yeah. So that could be a possible caveat in the movie. You can't stop the big bad unless you go supersonic. But if you go supersonic, he can't warp anymore. Right. Yeah. There's a tra- it, and, maybe definitely... he's not, and maybe he's not in America or whatever anymore. And so he has to choose, like, do I stay here and take out the big bad? And like, what do I do? Well, I imagine, like, it seems, uh, I, I mean, hey, uh, everyone's going to have their own theory. I wouldn't be that surprised if they didn't go this way. But to me, it seems like the obvious direction is he's going to have to go to, like, a different world, like, to find each individual Chaos Emerald. And then he'll bring them all back together at the end, and, and one, be the big and one's going to be on the mushroom planet, right? <laughs> they got like they're not going to just like okay, Eggman's done, bye. <laughs> yeah, I really liked. Um, uh, yeah, there were a lot of little references, and I feel like a lot of them weren't like they didn't even hit you over the head with it. But uh, when Sonic like did his little spin dash at the end and hit Robotnik into the mirror. I like the way all the glass shattered and it really gave the impression of like when Sonic just like, you know, bonks off of like one of Robotnik's machines and it kind of like reverberates through the whole machine. That's what, I don't know. I'm assuming they were going for that type something. Yeah, and I think also it was a bit of a reference to um, like when the Sonic games went 3D because uh, it was a little bit harder to like, maintain your like as a player your accuracy of landing on stuff so they were like it'll be a lot easier if we just kind of giving like a homing attack 
Mm. And that's what like all the 3D games after that like sort of did. So like it's like, one of the biggest mechanics is jumping and then just hitting A over and over and over again to just sip yeah. from one one enemy to the other. Um, but yeah, that was cool. And and it was cool too how it was like the spin dash was something that he had to learn. Yeah. Because even like you'll remember in the original Sonic the Hedgehog game, he didn't he wasn't able to do it. Yeah. I still haven't finished that game because it's so hard because you don't have that at your disposal. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. I've tried many times to beat that game, and like I get to like Starlight Zone or something like that, and it's just like, oof. You're getting there though. You're so close. I think it's (laughs) (laughs) they get harder as they go, man. (laughs) It's been forever since I've played the first one, so I don't know how how far into it I got. Maybe like four zones or something, but I I recall that it was like it was literally a case of just being stuck because i couldn't get up an incline and i'm like how the hell are you supposed to do this i just could never figure it out it was definitely a lot more of a platformer than the other ones were much more uh like designed around speed i don't know like everyone says like yes speed is a big factor of the original sonic games but it's like there's like the whole multi-tier levels, like the highest route is always the fastest. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of stopping. There's a lot of thinking. Like, there's strategy to these games. It's not just go to the right. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like um, they, they don't get enough credit for. Them. True. Yeah, and like like the criticism you hear is people are like, I don't want to slow down. I want to go fast. But I feel like being able to go fast is the reward for playing yeah. the game enough times that you learn the layout of every stage, the location of all the enemies and like really honing it down to a fine art where like, you know, every move you've got to make at every single little pixel in order to get through the level as fast as you can or as efficiently as you can, or you can still play it slow too and try to like get as many coins as possible, get all the monitors, try to go for a high score that way. So, cause it seems like, like you're graded on time and rings and it yeah, seems well, like it's is also a factor for even getting the chaos in world games you need yes. rings to get the big bonus ring yeah if you care about that but and like you need a certain amount of rings for the checkpoints to flash to do the bonus stages right yeah but like i guess like my point is that it seems like you're like you can't really get a good score in both it's kind of one or the other yeah so unless you it, like really know yeah, yeah. So it, it seems like it's inherently designed around the idea of pick your play style. Yeah. I'm sure they must have known that everybody wasn't gonna like just go so fast through the levels because like yeah, the Sonic games are ridiculous for the amount of routes through like every level. Like every level has just a ridiculous amount of routes and a lot of them are like hidden. That was really cool. I have yeah. played through Sonic 2 countless times and occasionally occasionally i find a route that i've never taken before and i'm like oh my god you can go this way that's nuts yeah it still blows me away yeah and Sonic, i guess unfortunately Sonic 2 is my favorite me too i like three i loved three um but it like the difficulty was like super ramped up for, yeah. Like, I've beaten it now, but for the longest time, I couldn't even get past the third stage. Carnival Night. 
I do have a great. Again, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. With, uh, with Sonic Three, isn't like the true game Sonic Three and Knuckles, and then yes, yes, yeah. Basically, but Sonic yeah. Three alone is its own game. Like, hmm. well, same with it, Sonic and Knuckles. They're both they're like they're both big enough to be their own games. They they were big enough, and that's why they. Well, like my understanding is that they were supposed to be the same game, but it was too they big. Were, yeah. So they were released separately. Yeah. Yeah. But and that was another um, uh, interesting um, peripheral, Mechanic for lack of a yeah. better way of yeah. putting it. How like Sonic, Sonic and, Knuckles. and Knuckles cart, like the physical cart had a hinge on the top, and it would flip off. And then you could put another cart on top of it. That was nuts. Yeah, the only other examples, yeah, the only other examples I can think of like that are those like unlicensed games, where yeah, Bible yeah. yeah, Bible stories or um, I think maybe Super Noah's Ark 3D. I think maybe does seen, this. Yeah. I'm not sure, but uh, there's a couple of games out there where you the idea is you just put in another cart for the sake of like that's getting around the console's lockout. Yeah chip or something yeah but yeah i remember that uh trying with uh sonic 2 and sonic 3 in the sonic and knuckles cart for the first time and being amazed that like you were actually changing the game yeah it was like it was like dlc and like like this game because you'd never seen anything like that as a kid so it was like this game that you've had all this time now suddenly is a different game and like you can play it totally different way and like, especially with Sonic 2, Sonic 3 yeah. at least was like, it sort of made sense. But playing with Knuckles in Sonic 2, it was like, are you kidding me? Now I can just climb this wall? That's amazing. <laughs> and yeah, like, Counterpoint can, can can was a joke. You know, <laughs> the water's rising, whatever, I'll climb out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then I, if you do it with Sonic 1, have you ever done it with Sonic 1 before? No, but it doesn't work though, does it? It gives you that the Sonic 3 bonus game. Oh. But like 200 plus levels. I oh. think it, I think, um, I, I think, think it's like literally any, any other game gives yeah. you that game, doesn't it? Yeah, I it gives you so. a, I think it's been forever, but, uh, I, from what I remember, it's just like a screen with the characters, and it's just sort of like saying, like, sorry, this cart won't work. But then if you like, just press start or something that it just lets you play a yeah it plays boosters something like yeah, that yeah but like it's there's like endless amount of variation of it hmm oh, I really... was never that good at any of the Sonic bonus games and like I've never gotten all the chaos emeralds and oh, I I hated twos the most I didn't like the half pipe thing. Oh, Those I love were it. like I love so pipe. ridiculous and precise. And I, I prefer nails in there with you. Yeah, trust me, I was player two. If it, that was one of those instances <laughs> where if you were doing co-op, it made it harder. Yeah, for sure. But those bonus levels were all about memorization, pretty much. So if you just yeah. played it enough times, you just already knew where everything was. But Sonic uh, ones yeah, were it easy. Took me a long time. So I found Sonic 1's really hard. Those were those weird, like, pinball machine kind of things, right? Sort of. It was like kind the one of. where it all rotates around, and you have yeah, to get into you the like, center. You rotate. I don't know if you're rotating Sonic or the stage. I can't really tell. The way the camera angle, like, the camera is. I think like, it's like way. the camera reverses its rotation if you hit a certain object. Certain. Yeah, that's yeah. it. 
something like that. And then I think they brought that back in Sonic 3, but it was just sort of like a bonus, but it wasn't for a Chaos Emerald. Uh, kind of, yeah. The, the Chaos yeah. Emeralds was the sphere. Yeah, Blue Spheres one, right? was Sonic 3. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I think I've ever got all the emeralds in Sonic 3, but I seem to recall there being something how, like, once you beat all seven stages, you, like, so you had all the emeralds, and then you could turn into Supersonic, but then there was still some weird bonus thing where then you could go into this weird sub-screen, and, like, all of the emeralds were there, and you could jump on to the emeralds and unlock some yeah. other bonus or something? So that's only if you have Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Oh, okay. Well, what happened is... You, get to set, you have to get the seven Chaos Emeralds first. And then once you start going through the Sonic and Knuckles levels, you have to get the Hyper Emeralds. Oh, wow. Which are harder versions of the seven stages. Like, I think they're just completely different stages. but like, huh. So you have to do seven more. And then you can get the final actual bus fight. Huh. Interesting. And they've yeah, never, got... ever introduced the Hyper Emeralds or Hypersonic ever again since that yeah i've never I've even explained what happened to that yeah wow <laughs> it's been 25 years <laughs> never said it then i've definitely never managed that although i think that i use safe states <laughs> oh yeah fair enough <laughs> i do think though that sonic and knuckles like just the base game was probably easier than sonic 3 yeah, i still think sonic good. 3 was so hard there's a tr- are you talking about the barrel and carnival night Carnival Night was a bloody nightmare. Yeah. Because <laughs> the barrel, the trick to the barrel is you just hold down. Yeah, I, I, that was one of those stages where for the longest time it, it, I, I got stuck on that one too. I couldn't figure out what the trick was yeah, to get it. I, I was stuck on that level for like a year. And then I can't remember, mm. I think it was, I think it was also Sonic 3 that like one of the last stages, there were whole segments where it would reverse gravity and you'd have to do it upside down hmm. or was that Sonic oh, Knuckles? Okay. but yeah. i remember that was also very tricky as well flying battery has a bit of that but only if you have the lightning shield oh. what that be? i don't know <laughs> oh well that was cool with um sonic 3 though how it introduced like the yeah, shields yeah um or like well because they had shields in in sonic 2 but but they didn't 3, have the shield was only just a, an extra hit. Yeah, yeah, and now there were like elemental shields, yeah. and they would yeah. like give you like extra powers on top of that too. Yeah, like yeah. you can so, breathe underwater. Yeah, the extra jump with the the bubble bounce. Yeah, and and like in Sonic Three, you could I think that was another tie-in with the movie. I'm not sure if that's what they were going for, but in Sonic Three, even without the shield, if you did like a double jump, it wasn't like a double jump, but if you double tapped, oh, yeah, it would give you that little yeah. quick lightning flash. So yeah. I think I thought that was sort of what they were going for was that they were trying to imply that he had like lightning power or something like that. And that was partly what gave him his strength and his speed too. Ah. Yeah, because like that was obviously all that weird, like the effects of his speed being like lightning or whatever. Yeah, and like how like a couple That's of new. That's all new. Like, yeah, there were like a couple of uh, instances where he like loses a quill. So then they find yeah. the quill and they're like, oh, we can tap into his energy source this way. That was neat. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We found out that Sonic has unlimited power. <laughs> unlimited <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah. He's a super weapon. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. 
And getting back to, um, we briefly touched on the opening scene with all the echidnas. Yeah. Um, that was interesting how, like, there was, um, like, they introduced the fact that they're, like, the echidnas are the species that exist. And, like, so it seems like it's just setting it up for them to come back in a sequel. But yeah. also that Definitely. there was, like, no real explanation for it other than they want you for your power. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, are they going to... It's like they think that they can chain him up and use him as a battery or something. Probably, honestly. But every everybody seems to to want him to use him as a power source. If he's really unlimited in energy, then that seems to be the motivation for, for everyone yeah. to get him. Like, of course, with Robotnik, it's going to just be about revenge, but... Yeah. But, like, what? that's an aspect that I'm curious about for the sequel. Because, obviously, I assume Knuckles will be in the sequel. Yeah. It's a safe assumption. And, uh, like, in Sonic Adventure, those the ancient echidna tribe or whatever that was in the movie, they're long gone. Right. So, like, do you think Knuckles is, like, a member of that? Does he know about that? Hmm. Is he going to try and, like, capture Sonic first? He was a he was a bad guy in the in Sonic Three. Exactly. He yeah, was, I, but wasn't he like? Um, well, he was deceived. He was deceived by. Robotnik. He was deceived. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they're setting it up for that too, right? Because yeah. now Robotnik's off on his own in the strange world, so probably he's going to stumble upon Knuckles and do that whole thing. Convince him he's the good yeah. guy. Convince him that he was marooned on this alien planet. Yeah, and Sonic is uh, has stolen his life from him and. He'll feed him a bunch of lies about how he's got these rings or whatever, and yeah. Um, and now that it's now been made canon that the echidnas aren't an ancient tribe, they're apparently still around. So maybe Knuckles is like still a part of that tribe, maybe, and he's trying yeah. to help them out. So that'll be his motivation. But and I also um, am curious to see um, what they're going to do with uh, Robotnik's. Um, like experiments because given that he's established to be a human from earth all he had were like robots but they were just pure robots but there was none of that he's turning animals into robots stuff which would have been maybe a little bit on the mushroom planet exactly yeah because like that it would have been a little too dark for him to be taking earthly animals like just grab a cat and like totally (laughs) mutilate it so I think it'll be a little bit more palatable if it's like alien animals from another planet that people don't know and don't necessarily have any attachment to, but there's still that understanding that these are innocent creatures that he's enslaving. But yeah, if that's like, if that's even the direction they want to take it in, but yeah, I don't really know how they try to imply what's going on with the animals in the robots if they're just like powering them or not. Yeah, because it's not like they're yeah. like cyborgs. Once you break them out, like once you break down the robot, they, they just fly out. Yeah, exactly. You destroy the enemies and, and the animal just runs off totally unarmed. Like that's a, like actually a huge part in Sonic Adventure. One of the characters you play as is a robot. Mm. And they find out they're actually an animal. That's messed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the robots are just like full of like hamster wheels. <laughs> yeah, like on, honestly, probably. <laughs> What was uh, like, the deal with um with the owl at the beginning? Is she anything or just that's what? So the closest thing is it could be a reference to like the '90s OVA. Mm-hmm. 
because Sonic, like that LVA was very weird. But um, Sonic knew like this old owl guy, but obviously was not like a mother figure for multiple reasons. It was a guy. <laughs> and Sonic wasn't a baby, but like, yeah, other than that, like Sonic's never had a parental figure aside from Sonic Underground. <laughs> I want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that was neat too, how they showed like Sonic is like, like really young in the beginning. Yeah. And he's like stuck on Earth in hiding for years. That was unexpected. I didn't see yeah, that like coming. He has no social interaction for years. <laughs> Are we not moving fast enough for you? <laughs> Gotta go fast. I did get annoyed with how like Sonic was just like, he was the typical character that is just like always like always super hyper and always like being annoying to the people he's around, but like doesn't care. Hmm. It's like, I know I told you to stay in the car, but okay, yeah, we'll hang out at the honky tonk bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But still though, like I, I, I didn't, it didn't bother me as much as it might've in another context because um, like, we get that sense of like innocence from Sonic. Like he's lived in isolation for so long that you kind of give him a pass on it. Like he's had, he's had nothing. He's not just like a spoiled brat. Right. He's, he just wants something. For... Yeah. But uh, yeah. And, and uh, speaking of like Sonic's personality in general, um, I was totally prepared for the humor to be like very cringeworthy. And I actually like laughed through a lot of the movie. The only thing I didn't like was when he fucking flossed. Yeah. <laughs> that was just, those kind of modern day anachronisms are just a little, yeah. less just a bridge too far. Uh, and it's just put there purely because studio so, executives are like, oh, the kids will think this is hilarious. Oh, well, the kids will grow out of it in like a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Be like, Modern oh, production. Like, look, this there's... Is old now. We're going to make a new Mario movie. Oh, look, Mario's planking. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Give me a break. They actually are making a Mario movie. Are they, yeah? Yeah. Is it like the same style? No, it's going to be CG. Oh, purely Completely CG. Completely CG, yeah. Nice. Miyamoto's helping with it. So. Wow. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I this is we're going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I still That's have a soft spot for that uh, the Bob Hoskins live, live action. I love the Bob Hoskins movie. It's so good. I, I loved it's not Mario it when I was a all, kid. Like... No, yeah. I, I loved it as a kid. And then I went through that phase where I sort of realized that it wasn't what I imagined it was as a kid, and I was like, Oh, this is garbage. And then I went back to loving it again. <laughs> it's just this it's it's baby blood runner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much it's surreal i heard a really uh, okay this is a real tangent now but um, when's the next time we're going to talk about this i heard a really interesting interpretation of that movie how it was like um so you remember how in that movie's interpretation of the mushroom kingdom how it's almost like all of the cars are like bumper cars it's like they're all part of like an electrical grid and they have to be like making physical contact in order to get an electrical current through them. And everything seems kind of weird like that. Okay. So 
I had heard the interpretation that the reason for that is because in this alternate reality where dinosaurs still exist, right? There's no fossil fuels. So, so nothing is gas powered. So they oh. need, everything has to be electrical. That's cool. That was so cool. I wonder if they thought that through. I, yeah, I don't know if that was part of the writing process, but then again, like you see like all of the yep. influence there. It does the seem like the scriptwriters are very much into cyberpunk. Like there's too many similarities to be a total coincidence. I wouldn't be surprised so if these guys are like real, like big sci-fi nerds. And then you get stories of Bob Hoskins was drunk most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Completely hammered. <laughs> the only way he could get through it, I think yeah. he said. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name. The guy who played Luigi. Um, John Leguizamo. Yeah, Leguizamo. Was it him or Bob Hoskins who like really injured himself? Mm, I'm not sure. That? And you can see like the cast in a couple of scenes. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It might have been Hoskins because he was drunk, but like. Yeah. Well, anyway, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. <laughs> Sonic Two. That um, I mean, all the Sonic games have really good music, but yeah, I there was a period of time where I was like really obsessed with Sonic Two. I would just play it every day, and uh, like the music was so good, and uh, it's just oh, yeah, it's the game's just so fun. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I think. Sonic 2 might have been the first game that I beat. Really? That's yeah, impressive like, if you beat it as a kid because the final boss is like really hard. Yeah, I don't know. You don't I, have any rings, yeah. I wasn't really, I don't know. I wasn't a great gamer when I was really young. Like I would make it far into games, but then just couldn't make it far enough. I'd get stuck somewhere and I would just give up and not, not I don't know. I, I, w I would just move on to something else and just get frustrated. And but I can remember this. Um, uh, my parents were out for the evening. I was being uh, my grandparents came over to babysit me, so I was still young enough that I needed to be babysat. And I was playing Sonic Two, and uh, my parents told me as they were leaving uh, that I had already been playing for long enough, and I was only allowed to play for like another twenty minutes, and then they oh. left. But then I got past a part that I had never gotten past before. So I just kept playing. And my grandparents didn't care. They, they were the type of grandparents that always spoiled me. So they weren't going to tell me no. They were very soft on me. So I just kept playing and playing and playing. And all of a sudden, and it was fear because like my threshold of where I was able to get to up until that point wasn't all that far into the game. It was only maybe like Hilltop Zone. It was like level five. Okay, yeah. So I finally passed it and I was like, oh, well, I got to keep going. And somehow like the stars aligned. I had never gotten past level five. And all of a sudden on this one round, I made it all the way through the whole thing and beat it. And that memory will always stick with me because when my parents got home, ordinarily I might've thought, I'm not going to tell them that I kept playing all night. I'm going to get in shit. <laughs> but I did tell them purely because I was so excited. I was like, you'll never guess. You'll never guess. I beat the game. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like screaming at my grandparents. Why did you let him? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, think I, I had never beaten a game before that. That's why it was such a big wow. deal to me. 
Yeah, and, I don't even and, remember when was the first time I beat a game because I definitely sucked at games as a kid. Like I yeah. really, really sucked at it. I was probably wasn't actually like good at video games until I was a teenager, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm to, a great example. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, a great example for me is uh, Star Tropics on NES. Mm. That game is like the epitome of NES hard. Yeah. It's 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 so complicated, and in the third chapter, so the whole game is eight chapters long. The third chapter, you can't even get past like the first section of it if you can't figure out like a secret to beat the boss because it's the first encounter you have with a boss where you can't deal direct damage to him. So you have to figure out something else. So he's like a, he's a fire boss. He's made totally out of like lava. So what you have to do is you have to figure out that there's a secret in the room you're in that makes the platform under him disappear. And then he falls into water and that just instantly kills him. But for the longest time, my brain just wasn't accepting that. No game does this. When you up against a boss, you have to fight the boss and deal damage. And I just couldn't deal with him. And so I just stopped playing the game. And I liked the game, so every once in a while I would play the game again, but it was always with that understanding that, yeah, but once I get to level three, then it's just done. And it wasn't until like maybe like a good, yeah, like 10 years later, and I was like well into my late teens that I decided to pick it up again. And randomly, just just that experience and that maturity and that brain development made me think about it differently and suddenly I just figured it out and it all clicked and then again it was almost like overnight in one long stretch I like got through the whole game <laughs> it was kind of amazing I was like I've had this this game since I was a little kid I've been playing this game for like 15 years and now suddenly it all just clicked for me it's very bizarre how how games can work out that way <laughs> yeah I love that game that game's really fun I never played Star Tropic 2, Zoda's Revenge. I have not played that one either. I think I have uh, I think I have an emulator that has it on it. Uh, but I like to, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like to have the physical cards if I can, but that's an extremely difficult one to track down. Can you get a repo card? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've never bothered looking for it that hard. Like usually I just go to like, I look for like the vendors at conventions and stuff like that is usually where I get uh, old used games. Um, I used to go to like some used games shops, but they're pretty much all closed down. So yeah, it's just, uh, I guess I could, I don't know, like I could just buy it online or something like that, but I'm not that desperate for it. But I've heard that's a pretty decent game in its own right. I, f- I think if I'm not mistaken, that was like the second last, if not the very last game to be made on NES. Oh uh, like, yeah, I think Star Tropic one of the start. Yeah, it was one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Um, w- speaking of like eight uh, bit consoles, now I'm not sure if this is accurate or not, but I, I seem to recall hearing something that surprised me: that apparently Sonic the Hedgehog on Genesis was not the first. Sonic game that there was like, apparently one on on the master system. Um, I don't know if you know anything about no, that. No, or... his first appearance was ninety one, which was Sonic one. 
Oh, it was. Okay, huh. Like, there were Game Gear games. Right, yeah. Definitely. And there was the arcade game. Yeah, I, I always I always took for granted that Sonic the Hedgehog was the first Sonic game. Yeah. Um, but I, I seem to recall hearing a little while ago that uh, apparently his first appearance is earlier than that in some other game. Yes, yes, Rad Racer. Oh. He was, he was a hood ornament. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, so his, his appearance, his first, okay. Yeah, that was his first appearance. Okay, because I, uh, okay, fair enough. I, I thought that I heard too that he was actually in like an 8-bit game before that or like another Not platformer. Hmm. Well, folks, uh, you get what you pay for. Zero research done here in advance. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> All part of the excitement. Yeah, absolutely. Like everything with Shadow the Hedgehog, though, will <laughs> most definitely appear. People. They're probably going to save Shadow for the third movie. <laughs> That's, yeah. If you go into the adventure stuff, you can go into chaos. That's okay. But Shadow is its own fucking thing. Because that, like, he's got lore to him. He's 50. He's 50 years old. Yeah, if they haven't even introduced <laughs> Chaos Emeralds or Supersonic yet, then it, I think it's going to be a little much to start talking about Chaos Control. And Shadow is from, like, America or whatever. Like, right. He yeah. was created in the space station 50 years ago. <laughs> so, like, how are you going to explain that when Sonic's fucking around and he's like, oh, this is, what's this? <laughs> Maybe, um... His brother's uh, a giant Sonic, lizard. like... Didn't Sonic's little like lightning thing like reach outer space? Hmm. Uh, I don't remember. It, it did, yeah. When you run around the baseball diamond, it like the ripple goes as far. I think it like takes out a satellite or something. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, yeah. But Shadow was still created by humans. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's an adaptation. They could always just yeah, have they them created by something. They, they could have them be a creation of Robotnik. Well, technically, it is a creation of Robotnik. Wow. Robotnik's grandfather. Right. <laughs> How did you not know that, Jordan? I, Come on. I'm, I'm not that obsessed Shadow with him. I like Sonic, but okay, I've never been that obsessed with him. Shadow the Hedgehog was created 50 years ago on the Space Colony arc by Gerald Robotnik and Black Doom, a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, everything I know about Sonic is from like the game manuals, which a relic of a bygone era. I used to love just pouring over old game manuals, just reading them over and over and over again. Yeah. Absorbing all the information. Yeah. yeah. That's like, sometimes like people would say like, I would just like talk about like the backstory of games and stuff like that, as opposed to even the actual like game itself. And people would be like, God, Jordan, like what, like why does this stuff interest you so much? Like, how do you even know this stuff? And I'm like, it's in the manual. I read it. <laughs> I don't know. There's another, just a total, total tangent, but just one thing I always got when I would play um, uh, Mario Kart 64 obsessively with people, and I would always cream everybody. And they'd be like, God, I don't understand, Jordan. How come you're always, like, ahead of us? And I'm like, well, you, I'm just doing, like, mini turbo around the corners. I'm like, you can't do that. That's cheating. 
What do you mean it's <laughs> cheating? It's a technique. Yeah, but nobody else knows how to do it. What do you? It's in the manual. The manual tells you how to do it. It's not a secret. Just read the manual, people. <laughs> I can't even think of the last game that I bought that had a proper manual to it. Oh, I miss them so much. I can because uh, there's a game called uh, Salt and Sanctuary that's like a, kind of like a 2D um, Demon Souls clone. Hmm, that, okay. uh, I think it originally came out for Steam, but I bought it on the Switch. And it has like not only like a sweet manual that you know tells you stuff about a bunch of the power-ups and the story and stuff, but then it also came with one of those like fold-out maps that shows like the game map of the world and like a nice like art style. Mm. Oh, I love getting maps. That's awesome. Yeah. Trying to get the uh, map for the original Legend of Zelda. That's the collector's item now. Nice. Oh, really? Cool. I've still got the uh, the letter from Star Tropics, where you dip it in water and it like reveals the invisible link. So awesome. <laughs> the password that you need in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found out since that was on Virtual Console. They had to put it in the in-game manual. Yeah. And like the the virtual console menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They, they basically just give you the answer. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me too, again, okay, this is this is just kind of tangent upon tangent now, but it just reminds me of um something that I uh I was going to mention last week and we got sidetracked and I I didn't get to it. But we were talking about um because uh, we were talking about consoles last week. And so one of the things that I brought up was how in um uh X-Men on uh, Genesis how um, in order to get past the second last level, you had to hit the reset button on the console in order to get through it. Mm. It reminded me of how on the, um, uh, the Sega Nomad, uh, how um, that was like the portable Genesis, so you could put Genesis carts right into it and take mm. it with you. But the Nomad didn't have a built-in reset button, so no. you couldn't beat that game. And it's that way on any emulation. There's no way of forcing a reset command in any emulation that I've seen. So oh. the only way to beat X-Men on Genesis is to play it on Genesis. On actual Genesis, wow. Welcome to the next level, bitch. <laughs> 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 anyway, that's, that's about as off topic as uh, we should probably get. We've got about um, a little under four minutes left. So uh, why don't we try to wrap it up? Um, is there anything about Sonic the movie <laughs> that we didn't hit on that uh, uh, sticks out on your mind as something you uh, wanted to say? Well, um, I, uh, my favorite character was Crazy Carl. Crazy Carl was good. Yeah. <laughs> and he had the sweet, uh, the sweet eyewitness drawing of the Blue Devil. That was pretty nice. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Put that up on screen now. (laughs) 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 But uh, I wish they had um, Crush 40 for the music. Mm. They're the ones that did like Open Your Heart and Live and Learn for the adventure games. Mm. Yeah. It's too bad that they... um... Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. Oh, I was just gonna make a stupid joke about how uh, it's too make bad that joke. they weren't able to uh, discover a long lost Michael Jackson track that they could have used. <laughs> I still don't know if that's really been a hundred percent confirmed or not. Confirmed. Uh, about how he allegedly confirmed. worked on music, and it's sort of been confirmed, but sort of not been. It's right, and he's dead now, so it's very unlikely that we'll ever find out. Wow. 
Wow, that's why they no, killed it. No, they confirmed it. They confirmed it. They confirmed <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. confirmed. <laughs> well, it was um, confirmed. It was confirmed. On on the note of uh, Michael Jackson's death eleven years ago, I think this is as good as a uh, point as any to uh, end it here. Um, was worth death. Yeah. <laughs> so um uh, thank you to anybody who is listening and watching um we kind of really didn't talk about the movie itself a whole lot but it was kind of a, a very basic plot um so there's not really a whole lot uh, to say about it exactly other than just we liked how all of the elements kind of came together and it, it it worked it worked well it was a very good adaptation ben i still think though that uh wing commander is the best video game movie <laughs> but i'm totally alone in that um, the, post, the scene in Postal where he shoots the children is great. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, um, on that note, uh, thanks for listening or watching or however you're consuming this. And uh, we haven't, we still, again, we haven't uh, decided on a, a topic for next week, but we'll be sure to come back with uh, something else uh, relatively interesting and nerdy for you. Until then, uh, keep safe and uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Come on, step it up. (laughs) 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 If you enjoyed this podcast and are interested in other affiliated projects, you can check out my blog at curseyoujordan.home.blog where I write about some more esoteric aspects of games that appeal to me. Or you can visit my channel at youtube.com slash user slash show, where you'll find video game walkthroughs, commentaries, vlogs, and a video version of this podcast. Conversely, if you're currently watching the video but are interested in an audio-only version, you'll find that at anchor.fm slash superfuntime. The Super Fun Time Podcast Thingy Hour is produced by Jordan Rowmaker, Matt Frappa, and Eric McLennan. The opinions expressed are solely those of the individual. Thank you for listening.